Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1417, which was broadcast on July 27th, 2020. Uh, So this is a uh, positivity disclaimer, I guess, that I'm going to be overall very positive about this episode because I personally enjoyed it quite a bit um so we open up this episode with randy orton coming out saying that rock and austin they can't hold a candle to the longevity of randy orton um and that drew mcintyre has what he wants what he needs something is missing and that is the wwe championship so he challenges him at SummerSlam, and later on in the night drew mcintyre accepts that challenge despite not yet having the championship match against Dolph Ziggler. That is the main event of the night before that match. He accepts the challenge for his next big match. That's how confident drew McIntyre is. And that confidence shined through in this match because then he announced to Dolph what his stipulation for I'm jumping ahead to the main event. And then I'll, I'll go back to what happened right after this Randy Orton segment. Um, so Drew, he announces, okay, I liked, I liked what you were thinking with that extreme rules match. So I'm going to do the same thing. You can use tables, chairs, weapons, whatever you want to do, but I can do it too. So I like that twist on it that he didn't have to do anything crazy. Uh, it could have been the twist that, oh, this is the stipulation is this is just a regular wrestling match that could have also been. A pretty interesting situation uh stipulation for it but um yeah drew before that match he, he says to, to randy i hope that you think that i am an underdog because then i will beat you just like i did with brock lesnar because he thought that i was an underdog too and uh yeah great great promos for both of them uh and then dolph coming out complaining it should have been me all of that just get on with it i waited all week but he beats him. He 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 hits a claymore, sending Dolph through a table after a huge brawl. He like broke a thing of plexiglass and everything. But wh- whatever Dolph tried to throw at Drew McIntyre, Drew threw it right back at him, and he successfully defended the WWE Championship yet again. Um. So uh yeah, it, I I I like the main event. Maybe this that was the match that should have happened at Extreme Rules. How cool would it have been if the the night ended? I know we ended with the the swamp fight and with the fiend coming out of the swamp and all that, but imagine if the last match of the night ended celebration and then the RKO RKO out of nowhere. Because that's what we got. We got RKO out of nowhere. Randy Orton laid Drew flat. And I am super excited for that match. Uh, We're not going to get Randy versus Brock rematch from SummerSlam yet. Maybe next year. That would be really cool. Uh, But Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Yes, please. That will be awesome. I don't have any expectation of who will win. But I'll be happy either way, because that's going to be a great match. 
Uh, so back at the beginning of the show, Nia Jax did something. I forget exactly what happened there, but um, she came out and said some stuff. But then we had Andrade and Angel Garza versus Cedric and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders to determine who will fight the Street Profits for the championships, the Raw Tag Team Championships at SummerSlam. This match was pretty great, um, and it ended with... Angel Garza pinning Cedric Alexander. Wow, I was not expecting that to happen. Although I shouldn't be surprised because uh, they've got Zelina Vega there coordinating all of the dirty tricks. I don't remember any specific dirty tricks that they pulled. But uh, after that, they pulled even more dirty tricks and attacked the Street Profits who were on commentary during this match. So... There you go. We're going to have Angel Garza and Andrade versus the Street Profits at SummerSlam. That should be pretty awesome. SummerSlam is only like three and a half weeks away. Uh, it's a lot, It seems a lot closer than uh, the time. It, I think it is a lot closer, or at least a week. It's a week closer than between uh, Backlash and this last one. The... Extreme Rules. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Um, up next, we had Nia Jax versus Shayna, which ended like within 30 seconds with a double countout because they were just beating up each other uh, right off the bat. We'll see where that goes. Um, then we had Seth calling out to Dominic, come come out here. Let's work this out. Give me a hug. We're, we're, we're good. I, uh, I, I can take care of you. All of that. And Dominic... Goes for a takedown. He starts beating up Seth. Starts beating up Murphy. And Seth and Murphy, Murphy compose themselves. They get the upper hand. And then Alistair Black comes out. Starts beating them up. But then they he gets beaten up. Um, and uh, he gets into the position of Alistair Black. Is there at the steps. And Seth says, you know what you have to do, Murphy. You know what you have to do. And Murphy's like, what? Me? I don't know what to do, mate want me to do that and Seth says yes you have to do that these are my weird impressions of seth and murphy but i really liked seth kept saying the greater good he said this is for the greater good the way he was saying it it really felt like oh that is the name of his faction his two-man faction now is that they are called uh, so i'm gonna be calling them the greater good from now on I really like that. It's almost as cool as the Hurt Business, which is really, really good. That's like such a good faction name. It's fantastic. Like just that name is one of my favorite things on all of Raw. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Murphy does it. He he jams Alistair Black's eye into the corner of the steps. And he's horrified. He's mortified that he's done this. He's murfified that he's done this. And uh, Seth had to like slap him to get him to do it and all that. But then a little bit, like a minute too late, Dominic, a.k.a. Kendo Stick Mysterio, attacks the greater good with a Kendo Stick. Uh, it's the same. I'm going to call him Kendo Stick Mysterio from now on. As it's the same number of syllables and uh, it, it pretty much rhymes. Candlestick Dominic? Candlestick Dominic? Candlestick Dominic. Yeah. Candonic. Uh, Domestic. 
Dominic Kendo Stick. Thomas Stick, Mr. Adam. Anyway, uh, that's half of the episode. <laughs> it is say different combinations of the of the syllables in Dominic and Kendo Stick. Um, so yeah, if this, oh man, if we get, uh, yeah, Seth Rollins versus Dominic, I don't know. I don't know how he, he's gotta be at least pretty good, but man, if we just end up getting like a match of the year, just out of nowhere, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins for the greater good. It's a, for the greater good match. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That could totally work. It's for the great, the matches for the greater good. And if Dominic loses, then he doesn't have to join Seth's cult. And then if, if Dominic, no, no, no. If Dominic loses, then he has to join the greater good Seth's cult. But if Seth loses, then he has to let Dominic go. Either way, it's for the greater good. Do it. Do it. It's got to be. It's got to be um, at SummerSlam. That's going to happen at SummerSlam. It must. It must. Uh, but then we had a VIP lounge with guest Mustafa Ali after their defeat at the hand. Uh, what was it? Ali pinned somebody? Oh, how did that match end last week? I think Ali pinned Shelton Benjamin, maybe. Anyway, uh, Ali is a guest. Uh, I was a little bit upset that R-Truth interrupted what Ali was saying. Ali was, uh, it seemed like he was about to say something uh, pretty pretty good there. But then R-Truth comes and attacks. Shelton Benjamin tries to win back his 24-7 championship and is unsuccessful. And Ali does not finish his thoughts. Um, I don't even remember what he was talking about. I just remember, oh, I'm into this. I'm into this. Oh, no. Now interrupted. But uh, maybe we'll get more of that later. Then we had Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali, and Lashley won via the Nelson from The Simpsons. Um, but uh, Ali put up a great, great fight. I think we're going to see a rematch between the two, and that Ali just might get the win against Lashley this time around, next time around, or this this time around. If you're wa- if you're listening to this right before the next time. That it happens, then it's this time around. Then we had uh, this the second hour main event: Oscar versus Sasha Banks to determine who is actually the women's champion, the Raw women's champion. Um, Sasha and Bailey start out before Oscar comes out. They say, "There's no bigger bully than Stephanie McMahon." This is all her fault. She's doing all this. And after everything that happened, I'd say all of this can be blamed on Stephanie McMahon for even making this match happen. And for uh, making the rules the way that they are. Because if she didn't make the rules the way that they are, then uh, then she, she wouldn't have encouraged all of the all of the 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 possible silliness that took place. Somebody calls stupidity, but I call it smart strategy. Illegal tactics, not in this case. None of these tactics were illegal. Uh, but <laughs> Sasha did try to cheat a few times through the match unsuccessfully. She almost lost it for herself, in fact. Uh, but also, Kyrie chased Bailey to the back. Kyrie's the one who chased Bailey away. 
If they had both been at ringside, then none of the stuff that happened later on would have happened. And the only reason that any of that happened was because Kyrie chased Bailey to the back. And the only reason that happened is because Stephanie McMahon made the stipulation such as what it was. So there you go. That's my <laughs> explanation of it not being Sasha and Bailey's fault for how things went. They were just taking advantage of the situation that they were given smartly, wisely. And uh, it turned out that because Bailey and Kyrie were not at ringside, they could not cause any kind of uh, kind of disqualification, no kind of direct distraction, no uh, distracting the referees, no messing with the ropes, no messing with the turnbuckles, none of the kind of stuff that you could do it if you're at ringside. If anything, if anything, okay, maybe you don't want to blame any any of the people, any of the people that I just mentioned. You don't want to blame Stephanie McMahon. You don't want to blame uh Kyrie for chasing Kyrie to uh Bailey to the back. You don't want to blame the referee for whatever he he might have done. You can definitely blame some of the tech people for putting that footage of what was happening backstage onto the screen. You can blame the director of the show for calling for that footage to be shown on screen. That is what they, that, that is all their fault. All that could have happened, it could have just happened off screen. They didn't have to show that. They didn't have to show it in uh, in the arena, quote unquote arena. Anyway, I, I thought it was really, I thought it was really funny, but also really sad, also really sweet that uh, here we're given this choice. It was like a Joker type situation where, Oh, you have a choice. You can you can win the championship or you can help your friends, which is more important to you. Prove that you are a good human being by making this choice. And I thought that was kind of kind of great. Uh Oscar, thankfully, like if Oscar had had not gone to help Kyrie, what would that say about Oscar? I think we would all be very very upset that she didn't go and and help her friend. Although it could be argued she she had plenty of time that she could have attacked Sasha one real quick and then ran to the back. But we'll never know. That's not what happened. But yeah, I thought it was nice. I was like, oh, it's it, she's she's she has to go. Her friend is way more important than a championship belt. She has to go help her friend. And then I was I I was maybe not delight delighted isn't the word but I was relieved that Oscar went to help her friend and I was angry at Bailey for being such a jerk and like basically trying to murder Kyrie in the backstage area but then I was uh also in admiration of the the ingenuity of Sasha and Bailey's strategy there and again if Kyrie hadn't chased Bailey to the back, Bailey couldn't have have uh, engaged in that strategy. She could have not. Uh, she wouldn't have been able to make that happen. But even more importantly, whoever's in charge of putting whatever's on the screen on the screen, and the camera people in the back, it's their fault. 
Okay, anyway. <laughs> Up next, we had... I, I kind of didn't pay attention during this next match. Uh, it was, like, just kind of filler to connect us from the two main events. Uh, Umberto Carrillo versus Murphy, who had already uh, poked out Aleister Black's eye earlier. And uh, despite... He must have been so distraught after having done that, but he still won the match against Humberto Carrillo via the Murphy's Law. That's all I wrote down for that. I don't remember any specifics. If uh, there's some more storytelling that happened there, I missed it, unfortunately. Um, so there you have it. That's <laughs> my thoughts on this week's Raw. I enjoyed, I thought, okay, I did a lot of like explaining and defending what all, all all of that happened but honestly i was just enjoying it i thought it was really funny as far as sasha and bailey just being really good at being really bad um as far as like you know uh, their their morality bad not bad as in their they're not you know what i mean. I, th- I hope you know what i mean um so yeah and it's it, i don't like to uh explain like as much as i can i don't like to explain and predict and all that kind of stuff based on real life stuff what we know about the real world's uh situation of wrestlers and all of that but it is it has been pretty widely known that this was Kyrie Sane's last taping, last day of taping uh, for Raw. And so there, all the rumors going around, oh, what were they going to have happened for it? Who is going to, was somebody going to attack Kyrie, take her out of action, things like that. I think at one point I had read that it was going to be uh, Shayna Baszler who does it, and then that's how they continue the feud. And then we have Shayna versus Asuka. This went a completely different direction. It could still go in a completely different different direction from here as far as uh, if Sasha will have to defend against Asuka again before SummerSlam or if that's a rematch at SummerSlam or if we get a three-way or four-way or five-way or a ladder match or what. Who knows? All that I I haven't heard anything about any of those things. I'm just throwing things out there that we don't know what is going to happen at SummerSlam now, and I think that's kind of exciting uh, on its own. Uh, so yes, disappointment that Oscar's reign was so short, but who's to say that her time not as a champion will be any longer? then that i don't know what i'm saying anyway um so yeah i i i enjoyed it overall some great moments definitely some memorable moment moments and most of all i i just thought a lot of the stuff that happened was very funny like not in like oh that's so maybe some of the things maybe a little bit and like oh that's really dumb kind of way but uh i mean honestly for me that's one of the things that I love about professional wrestling is that super absurd things can happen and will happen, do happen that that, uh, that doesn't happen in real sports, in real competitions and all of that. And that's, that's 
one of the things that I like everything about pro wrestling, basically, but that's one of the things that sets it apart from similar other things, if that makes sense. So anyway, enjoy things how you like to enjoy them. This is just how I enjoy professional wrestling and WWE specifically. So anyway, that's my thoughts on this week's Raw. I'm really excited for tonight's NXT. I'm recording this on Wednesday the 29th. Uh, We're getting some killer, killer matches. We've got Dexter Loomis versus um, uh, Finn Balor. And uh, their third opponent. Why do I keep forgetting who the third person in that match is? It's the the other person in the match. That's going to be really good. We're going to get Shotzi Blackheart versus Mercedes Martinez. Oh my God. How great is that going to be? Um, we also have the tag team champions Imperium back in action. We've got, uh, they just, that's Jake Atlas versus, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. That's going to be great. We're also going to get Roderick Strong versus Johnny Gargano. Like, holy cow. So many great matches tonight on NXT. I'm super excited. Um, I And then I don't even know how many uh, how many great matches are going to be on AEW. Um, I know Cody versus Warhorse is happening. Which people seem pretty excited about. I'm not familiar with Warhorse. But that seems like a pretty cool match. And, um, yeah, it is just, just a great, I think it's a great time to just be watching and enjoying wrestling the all from the most serious to the most ridiculous aspects of it. I think it's, it's a great time to just watch and enjoy wrestling. Um, I have not been able, I have been recording, uh, AEW, but I have not, uh, started getting back into watching it quite yet um and yeah so hopefully hopefully i will be soon i just have to be like in the groove for it uh like you know okay now's the time now i can get caught up now i can get into it and all of that so maybe maybe the first week of august is a good time for that groove to happen we will find out so that is all. Let me know what you thought about this episode of Raw and this episode of the podcast by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.